Hello IP friends, welcome to a very special edition with your favorite podcast host Rita and we're reaching there. So today is not about any case, I don't have any case to review. I'm doing this for people that are always um, looking for ways to start their intellectual property practice. This is more of a career advice um, series. I hope one day or soon I have more um, intellectual property practitioners come tell us their journey. I know I did that in the um, Christmas edition where I had specialized IP practitioners come talk to us about their practice board. This is a bit more personal now, more like a journey to your intellectual property practice. So welcome to my special IP series hangout with me. So I don't know if I mentioned, but if you are an intellectual property practitioner from anywhere, any part of the world and you want to hang out with me on this journey um, to your IP practice, please send me an email to ipseriesinfo at gmail.com or you can send us a DM to ipseries underscore wit underscore reader. Reader is spelled R-W-E-D-A-H. So on today's episode, I normally get asked this question, why IP? Why do you do what you do? How did you get started? Um, did you have to do a course? What's the requirement for you? Sometimes I get like really long paragraphs. Sometimes I get like very short messages. Um, sometimes I set up um, physical meeting and I had one a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes I have phone call conversations or um, WhatsApp conversations with people that I want to know how to start. Um, and it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's overwhelming sometimes when I get this request because it feels sometimes it feels like you're not doing enough, but the little you're doing actually, um, you know, they say tiny drops makes uh, at the end of the day fills up the bucket. Um, so you have someone in the house leaking and you put the bucket over and then it just keeps dropping and dropping before you know it's full. So whatever it is you're doing to touch lives, uh, make an impact, people are noticing, people are watching. I guess that's what keeps me going. And also I have the support of my parents. I know it wasn't easy getting here, but I wouldn't want to bore you guys with the long story. But... What are those challenges or prospects that intellectual property lawyers have today that were not existing within the last 10 years? I would say technology for one. Um, access to more information now you have, more video content, articles, mini blog, blogs. I mean, with Twitter now, with um, TikTok rather, you see a lot of information, people are passing out information within 19 seconds. People are reviewing cases, there are more infographics, um, live sessions on Instagram, 
and on Facebook, on Clubhouse, on uh, what's the other one now? I keep forgetting. Ah, well, let's move on. So I I get asked this question sometimes from colleagues, sometimes from um, law students. So today is all about the professionals now now intellectual property is not strictly for lawyers i know in the, in countries like the u.s and the uk you have ip practitioners who were first engineers and chemists and and physicists <laughs> forgive me guys who were who studied some of that thing and decided to delve into intellectual property i know i had um, a guest on my show who wasn't a lawyer at first but decided to go you know learn more about patent um, so again first off uh, I think the first thing I'll say is this digital era has introduced a lot of job opportunities um, in view of the new emerging areas that keep coming up and springing up we have now the, the, the most talked about emerging areas or frontiers is the nfts and the metaverse what are those prospects for you as a lawyer um then you have the uncommon or unpopularized intellectual property rights which i like to call them or refer them you have likes of um geographic and education and plant varieties biotech as well these are areas that are not well developed within our our region so that's something that you may want to you know carve a mission I think we need to also do more of um, specialization in intellectual property so while being a generalist a generalist intellectual property lawyer I think being a specialized patent attorney like at Bass Patent you can check him out on Twitter most of my IP gurus that I, I know uh, on Twitter then LinkedIn as well and then maybe a few on Instagram but mostly Twitter and LinkedIn then corporate lawyer like Mark Jaffe who's also been a guest on my podcast then you have um, fashion lawyer like Liz Lanjo sports and governors my very good friend and sis Beverly um, Entertainment lawyer like Foza, Foza is a legend in Nigeria, Foza, um, Lola of the Duffelbag, Feverton lawyer, Okpeyemi, Akiemi, um, trying to remember, uh, and a lot of other entertainment lawyers uh, in Nigeria, the educational education expert and policy maker, uh, my sister as well, Tolu. Ola Loye, she's a senior associate in Jackson, Etienne, Jackson, J-E-E, basically. Um, I had mentioned in my conversation that thanks to the internet, we now have access to more materials and information at your fingertips. So once you have your data subscriptions, you can do your Google search. Sometimes like I get very personal questions like, where can I get this material from? And sometimes... I don't know what to say. Did I say I'm, I'm gobsmacked or I'm like short? Like I, I feel, I think what has worked for me is for every time I want to do a research, my first point of course 
is um, to check my library. I have a couple of intellectual property law books. I was gifted a couple. Um, and I, I use them very well. So when I can't really get what I want, then I surf the internet. Google is my first point of call for any kind of mattress. So I can rephrase my questions a thousand ways to actually get what I'm looking for. Sometimes I don't really get it, but I might see a keyword that gets stuck in my head. And then I use that to build on my content. If you can't find anything on Google, Google Scholar is dead. I mean, that's platform stuck with me right from my masters where we're doing a dissertation and writing assignments and they're like you know when you're listing resources google scholar is like your best bet for cases and um articles just have a timeline no we're told five years so you can just put between this is 2022 so let's say between 2017 and 2022 and all the contents you need or all the materials you need to have you will find them there um now with the internet there's ease of networking like i said i i network with or i, I have access to intellectual property practitioners i met most people on twitter we've never seen but we've talked we've also interacted um then LinkedIn is another place. Um, getting mentors now is easy. I get mentor, <laughs> I get mentorship requests a lot, guys. I, I always say no, and and I'm being honest because I feel like my level of expertise isn't where the experts really are. I'm still trying to get more practical knowledge and the rest of it, but what works for me most times is I always tell people let's opt for like um informal mentorship programs so if you have questions that are not client related you just genuinely need another person's opinion on something you can send me a dm you have access to me either on my whatsapp or my social media platform if i give you my number please don't abuse it i have people that have said i mean i've experienced hard instances where people send me i'm not close to you but i did give you my number and you send me a message at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. <laughs> Fam, <laughs> I'm not being proud, but I'm not going to respond till I wake up the next day. That's just my own policy because sometimes that's like my own me time. And I wouldn't appreciate if someone is in, like encroaching into my me time. Uh, mentorship opportunities. I feel, I feel like if you can't get a mentor now, you can shadow someone. Um, shadowing basically is watching what the person do, following the person's content and post. Um, if the person is speaking somewhere, attend and learn. If the person writes something, read, like, share. Um, if the person is going to be attending an event, be there. Uh, if you get the opportunity to talk with the person, make the conversation worthwhile. Um, your work does not end with you just registering your client intellectual property. And I feel that's what most people see as being intellectual property lawyers in Nigeria. Uh, you have a lot of work in terms of enforcement and monitoring and, you know, advising your clients on the best form of strategies and um, what to do, you know, sitting at meetings and helping them with negotiations and stuff like that. Um, it's not a hobby. 
this is not a hobby <laughs> this is actually a business for you this is a business the moment you see it as a business you're not going to you won't slack you actually give it your 100 percent which is good because that keeps you motivated then a career in this profession is not an illusion there are real opportunities to be um, an IP policy maker. You could be a judge. So in Nigeria, if you reach about 12 to 15 years, high court, federal high courts, you could be a judge, you apply. Um, if you want to be on the bench, um, you could be a licensing officer for um, entertainment bodies or tech companies could be an IP blogger. I think one of the first IP blogger posts I ever came across was IP Cut by Eleonora Rosati. I mean, that stuck with me and most of the content that comes out of that platform are mind-blowing. Although they are EU and UK centered and um, in recently we still had seen a couple of African contents coming out as well. So once in a while um, IPCAT puts out a publication for um, interns, interested interns. I think I applied once <laughs> but I didn't make it. Well yeah you can be an in-house counsel at a corporation, you could work with international organization, you could work at the registries, any of the intellectual property offices, um, you could head an intellectual property office or um, registry or organization. I, I would love to head one or be a judge. So I put out a post one time, I think that was a few weeks ago, saying I will, I will, if we do eventually have like a specialized IP court in Nigeria, I would want to be I mean, the thought of being a judge would, you know, be really interesting for me. And one comment stood out for me where someone was like, wouldn't that be a waste of time? I mean, you barely have cases. And I was like, should I respond? Should I not respond? But I just chose to ignore that comment because I felt that was too negative for me. So not everyone will see things from your own point of view, but I mean, it's fine you get um now with tech and everything with zoom and team microsoft teams and webworks and the rest of the you have access to free intellectual property events so it could be fashion event related it could be music event related it could be patent related events um it could be review of a law or a public hearing or webinars for capacity building anything just take advantage of no no knowledge is a with i mean the pandemic taught us a lot that sitting at home you could attend five to six zoom conversations or meeting any day um but with, with the likes of um yeah i was trying to remember twitter spaces we like our twitter spaces and clubhouse conversations are always ongoing for people that feel like instagram consumes a lot of data data if you're in nigeria i'm sure you understand <laughs> Um, but yeah, you have access to free events and webinars that aid your capacity building. So you won't say distance. Distance is not a barrier anymore. I mean, the internet has taken care of that already. Then in light of the growth and popularity of NFTs and metaverse, your legal skills 
and knowledge will come in handy and also um, developing yourself to be a legal analyst or blockchain or smart contract digital lawyer uh, I have a friend I call her my chunky because she likes Korean series and I like Korean series as well so chunky in Korean South Korean is my friend so her name is Peter Bafemi you guys should check her out she's doing an amazing job I mean She's one of the few female blockchain lawyers that I know that has been consistent from when I met her in 2017. Yeah, we met virtually while, while I worked at Infusion Lawyers. It was, um, Infusion Lawyers is a virtual law firm. So that was a firm that actually, um, where I cut my teeth intellectual property because it was a specialized firm. So I worked there up until 2019, but Senator is a good mentor and a good boss. And he encouraged uh, us as well to, you know, focus on our areas, to build our capacity and expertise. In the event that you get briefs, you are going to head that, that particular brief. So the challenge was there, but yeah, fit or me is a specialized blockchain and smart contract digital lawyers. So if you're looking for a mentor to shadow, fit is someone you can shadow. <laughs> um, then again, the digital era is one of a decentralized world. And now we have more user-generated content. So your expertise will always be needed. I mean, the beauty of being a lawyer is Everyone is going to need your services, but you have to kind of niche it and restrict, you know, so you don't get, just have a focus, so you don't get distracted. In case you hear any voice in the background, it's my mom watching wrestling. <laughs> my whole family watches wrestling, save for me, but sometimes I sit with them, but yeah. Um, then you don't also need to do a master's like I did. If you can do one, please get one. I got my master's degree from University of Derby, which was a very good experience. I had a very good experience there. Um, I think one lecture, no, I think, one lecturer that actually really helped me was Dr. Yog Upada. He was very instrumental to my study there at school, but he's no longer there again. I think he's in... Um, in another uni right now then um, there are other schools as well I school in the UK so there are other schools in the US um, anywhere if you want to do intellectual property just you know I, I think what kind of influenced my decision to go to Derby was the fact that it wasn't it wasn't just intellectual property I saw intellectual property and information technology law and I was like what the what is this all about like tell me more I, I was roped into it already and it was really interesting I think that was the first time i came across data protection and you know the interplay of intellectual property cross-border disputes um then one case that actually stood out for me that actually and also inspired my project research or my dissertation research was a uh Oh God, it keeps coming to my head. But I'm going to remember it. Meltwater case. Yeah, it was all about hyperlinking and other case. So you put a link in your post that links 
that post and another post is a bit complicated but that kind of inspired my dissertation research i wrote on the protection of names word phrases as either a copyright or a trademark and i did a comparison between the u.s the uk and the nigerian jurisdiction it was an interesting one <laughs> an interesting experience but yeah other than university of derby queen mary as well would be my next or the next school I would say I'm fascinated with. I wish and I'm hoping one day I get a scholarship to do my PhD. The guy I applied last year and I didn't get in. I was so I was so sad. I cried that day when I read the, the email and I was like, oh you didn't get it. I cried. <laughs> but I will not give up. So even if I don't go to Queen Mary, I would definitely check out other PhD fully funded fully funded guys fully funded but yeah um you do not necessarily need to do a master's like i did you can opt for the wipo distance distance learning course um subscribe to blogs follow intellectual property related community conversation association groups engage the stakeholders look out for trendy conversations like every day there are new intellectual property cases. We may not have new cases every day in Nigeria, but internationally there are cases. So if you subscribe to all of these blogs, you're going to be overwhelmed with information. Like you really have to take your time, each jurisdiction and go through the cases. I most times like to focus on cases that I consider to be a bit controversial, just to drive my points when I'm doing my review or commentaries on the cases and when I do that I look at it from the African perspective with a bias to Nigeria like okay so I'm familiar I have familiar familiarized myself <laughs> I need to drink water guys I have familiarized familiarized oh apologies forgive me if you listen to this part but I have don't the need for in terms of educating myself and reading the intellectual property law in Nigeria. So the copyright, trademark, patent, industrial design, trade, not trade secrets, plant variety. We have a plant variety act and then we have a geographic education bill in the works. So familiarize yourself with all of those things. Then you need to educate and create awareness through media, different media formats like podcasting, video content, articles, mini blog, um, collaborate as well. Um, you can write books, articles, can write for journals, follow trends and hot topic. Then again, another important thing is that you need to write out your career goals. So I, I was involved in an Apologies. I was involved in an, an arbitration mentorship program in the early early years of my career, I think 2017-2018, which was organized by the uh, um, um, by ITA. It's ITA, so it's international um, body for.
she asked me then was what were my arbitration career goals so i'm gonna ask you and i want you to write it if you have a diary you put it in your on your phone notepad or something what is your career goal what is your intellectual property career goal for me hey god i have this dream of working for wipo so for every wipo advert i see i always make sure that i i i apply but i've never gotten called back which is so sad and depressing at the same time and disappointing <sighs> so write out your career goals as it relates to intellectual property and follow through with it one day at a time we're all still learning on the job i mean you might feel like you're an expert in trademark or patent and then this case will just land on your decks and you'll be like oh, what the hell like where is this coming from those kind of things happen or you get an agreement that you have to review and you're seeing like very weird things and like hmm i'm not sure this is associated with this but then when you do your research you're like oh right you know you get this this aha moments yeah so don't be don't don't make it look like any competition with anyone nobody's really competing with you um focus on building your career uh, my career goal one of okay i just list two okay i've already said one <laughs> working for wipo is like my topmost um, career goal i hope i pray i get it one day <laughs> You guys, please pray for me as well. Um, I think the second one would be that I really wanted to be a well-known intellectual property practitioner, not just in Nigeria, but in Africa and internationally. I didn't know how that was going to work out, but when I started IP series, I think it just took off from there. I'm still on that journey. I'm still on my way. I'm still on the road to being a well-known intellectual property not well known but at least the one of the best or at least the best baddest the baddest intellectual property lawyer I, I, I so i have someone i think a couple of people uh in my network call me ip goddess and i'm like oh, oh they start to blush then my very good friend Choma Edja calls me um <laughs> star girl she always calls me star girl so that gets I guess with a smile, a green from my cheek, the other cheek, and you know, yeah. So, um, work on your career goals in terms of intellectual property. I think one thing that I took away as an arbitrator was, um, you know, the 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 zeal or the will to be focused. So I have my arbitration goals. I have my intellectual property goals. Now I have my goal as a podcast host. I have. My goal as an intellectual property blogger. I also have my goal as an intellectual property educator. So, for each thing that you delve into, you just have a goal. Like for this year, bang bang bang. This year, like for my podcast, and this year, I'm hoping to make it to my hundredth episode by December. Hey, if I do it, oh, I can't wait though. <laughs> But I'm looking forward to my 100th episode. I'm in my 64th episode. So I have about 36 more episodes to make it to 100. So I have it in July and December to publish 36 episodes. That means 
every week you guys must listen two of my episodes i'm hoping that i meet somebody if i don't no pressure but i'm looking forward to publishing my 100 episode yeah then volunteer for ip related stuff so there's an ip webinar coming up you can volunteer either uh informally by helping them to publicize their event or if you know anybody organizing one just say hello excuse me i'm right here i would love to help you guys you get so i think one of the things i'm looking forward to is actually hosting the first my first not the first now now my first ever uh intellectual property physical conference in nigeria so i'm looking for sponsors right now i'm looking for sponsors and partners so if this is something you want to do please send us an email to ipseriesinfo at gmail.com we need funding uh i won't tell you guys about the location for now <laughs> but yeah then now moving on to the challenges moving on to challenges moving on to challenges so what are the challenges of being an intellectual property lawyer First of all, your location could either make or break your growth. Please, we also I um, refer to your career goals. So I'm based in Portacon. What are those challenges? Not everyone, um, Portacon is not like Lagos. Lagos is said to be like the hub for entertainment and media and everything, glam, bling, and you know, and all whatnot. But then I've been able to do what I do from Portacon. So. It's all about you at the end of the day. I'm based if you're based in Kaduna or Enugu or any other place, you also have to put yourself out there in terms of networking and making sure that people within your inner circle. So because I'm a lawyer, most lawyers in Portacot know I do intellectual property, which is kudos to me. But then I also get that conversation where people are like, I thought you were a Lagos lawyer. And that's because I have done and I'm still doing my job in terms of building my capacity, making sure that I stand out or um, I'm so focused on my career right now. Like I really want to do so well as an intellectual property lawyer and also as an arbitrator. It's just like, because this is more of an intellectual property conversation, I want to be so focused on intellectual property, but I'm also an arbitrator in training. I'm also, I've been a podcast host for two years now. June 30th to make it one year, I started blogging officially. <laughs> Um, but mostly about intellectual property. So my career keeps expanding and growing. And I've told myself my location will not limit my success. So it doesn't matter whether I'm in Port Harcourt. Um Secondly, you may get, get discouraged that you shouldn't part, like specialize early in your career. <laughs> I would really love to reserve my comments on this board. This is what I have to say. Everybody's journey is not the same. Your foundation is not the same. My foundation is what got me here. <laughs> My foundation is what got me here. Um, started uh, at Madina University, as, taking it as an elective course in my final year, and then going ahead to do a master's before actually going to law school. So my mindset was already like, okay, because I did this, I'm going to um, focus on this so that my certificate doesn't go to waste. But I found out that I genuinely enjoyed the course. So, in as much as it's not a hobby, I have genuine interest 
in this pathway. Now you have conversational as to you need to explore, figure out what you like. I mean, because I, I also, you know, came in contact with arbitration during my master's and I was like, okay, these are the two areas I want to specialize in. So I wouldn't want, if you're listening to me, please don't be discouraged. I like, no knowledge, no knowledge is a waste. If you started out, I know one time I attended an event, an event in Port Harcourt, um, organized, oh God. So we had like a law event, sort of like a career law event. And one of the speakers was Mrs. Essien. And she's a well-known Port Harcourt lawyer. She's also a chartered arbitrator in Port Harcourt. Um, and she was like, she started working in the bank. And by the time she you know, started doing her law practice, her knowledge from the working in the bank helped her when she got banking briefs. So not knowledge is a waste. If you were opportune to intern in a commercial firm or a qualification firm, that would form your, um, your foundation. At the end of the day so your foundation really matters and i was open to what this area would offer i don't know if in the next five to ten years my interest might transition to something else but for now i am taking advantage of the information and the knowledge i got prior to going to law school i did not say because i didn't go to law school when i did i was supposed to go with my colleagues or my classmates I'm not going to focus on IP. No, I didn't just do the course because I wanted to just stay there. So, um, don't let, don't get discouraged to specialize early in your career. Because when this conversation comes up at law events, I always like, hmm, I don't know. I won't say if I roll, I don't roll my eyes, but I just feel like we should be, people should have an open mind to the practice basically don't discourage anybody from specializing if they want to specialize let them specialize they might change their minds eventually but at that point in time they should make the best of what they have um joining intellectual property organizations are sometimes expensive so you have the likes of um the international trademark association or international bar association and all the other intellectual property associations there's always a fee now if you look at the nigerian practice it's not so lucrative if you're not working in a top tier firm or a, a big or corporate organization you're going to be struggling financially so those issues come come they kind of come that conversation comes up once in a while but if you're determined like i'm i i've told myself that i must attend I must be in Singapore next year. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm hoping that happens soon. Um, join an IP organization. So we have the likes of, I have an IP hub, one organization called the Intellectual Property Society of Nigeria, which I started during the pandemic. We've had two virtual events and two virtual conferences. We are working on the third, the fifth event, rather, which is like the third edition of the um, IP conference. But we're looking forward to to hosting a physical event so if you'd like to sponsor events any of the sessions if you'd like to partner with us send me a message um then you have the likes of e-plan you have the likes of uh, um there's this one that does training can't remember the name now but yeah i think we have then you have the mba sbo ip committee as well as the section of business law um, they have their conference coming up next month, I think towards the end of, I think, second, third or fourth week in July. 
take a register with the section of business law and then click um, pay your dues and then pick the IP community as one of your interested communities. Committee, rather. <laughs> oh gosh, sorry. Um, then attending non free events and conferences may be expensive. Not me, okay. Let me use me. International events are not cheap because you're other than paying the conference fee, you're talking about flight tickets, accommodation, feeding while you're there. Then, they are, if you want to also be involved in the IP law, summer classes or courses, those want to cost a lot of money. Then, very few companies in Nigeria understand the role and importance of, of an intellectual property lawyer. And so, they end up matching up all the rules. So, they advertise for a lawyer, but in the cost of doing that, they, they have. See, they're trying to get like a technology transfer deal and you know that comes to come oh did you do intellectual property we need you come and do xyz and then you see that you're advising either wrongly or rightly or whatever so we need more companies in nigeria to take intellectual property serious we also need the creative to take it serious we need the inventors to take it seriously they have limited intellectual property cases because not everyone wants to sue Especially in this area of social media call that everyone's we are quick to tweet or do a Facebook post or do an Instagram live. I mean if you follow the, the conversation or the story about the Oga Sabinu something huge case, it was because of the social media colour that a lot of people got informed about it, even though the manager even though the manager eventually deleted the, the video. But that was how I got most of us got wind of it. Um very few law firms specialize in intellectual property. So I, I won't say I won't give a number, but I don't think we have up to fifty law firms in Nigeria that specialize in intellectual property and every year we keep graduating about five thousand plus. But then the beauty of law in Nigeria is that you can be a solicitor, advocate and barrister. So you're not just limited to law firms. You have organizations that need your services. I'm consulting for a tourism and hospitality brand which is interesting and insightful so there are opportunities there just you just need to show them why they need you as an intellectual property lawyer um have also very few intellectual property events prior to covid some of the events were not publicized so by the time you are aware of it it's like it's over um then your challenge is you're not sometimes you're dealing with uninformed clients so you have questions like i had this idea i wanted patent and then you're trying to inform the person that it's not a patent he needs because i i am um, ideas are not don't enjoy protection and they get upset or you have the ones that basically like okay they want to know how the whole thing goes but don't want to pay for consultation or they were just informed about um so someone was like oh i think what you okay because so because of the timmy dakolo case someone posted something on the platform that ah thanks to augusta people have started fighting for their intellectual property and i was like oh my gosh are you guys ki are you kidding me right now like seriously so it's, it feels like we have people that are not well um knowledgeable when it comes to intellectual property i mean that's on client level now we need more ip awareness advocacy 
education. So all the relevant stakeholders, we all need to put our hands together and educate the public, have more IP-related events. Some may be free, some may not be free. We have master classes and the rest of the conference, which people have to pay. But yeah, more work needs to be done. Then we are in a dire need of a specialized court. Our laws need to be updated to, you know, fit the, the recent um, developments. I know the copyright bill is yet to be passed, but that's on way. Um, the geographic education bill as well. We're looking forward to that. Okay, we have the plant variety bill. I know the trademark bill is also on its way and the patent and the design act as well. So, fingers crossed, there's still hope for us as lawyers, as law students, as practitioners, as stakeholders. So, <clears throat> I'd like to say I've come to the end of today's Intellectual Property Hangout with your favorite pod. I, I want to believe I'm your favorite podcast host. <laughs> I would really love to believe that I'm your favorite podcast host. But yeah. Um, I mean, I hope I've answered your questions. Uh, for everyone who has ever sent me. If I did not respond to your message because you sent me a one-liner, please forgive me. For I'm just, I'm also a human being like you as well. You know, all these questions sometimes. <laughs> you get carried away <laughs> with what's happening around you and, you know, but my apologies if me not responding seemed a bit rude. So how can you be an intellectual property lawyer? I mean, you need to decide if that's what you really want to do. You focus on it like I'm focusing on intellectual property and arbitration and now I'm podcasting and content creation. Life is really funny. Um... But yeah, you also need to be determined. You need to be focused. You need to collaborate. Read, 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 read. Oh Lord, you need to read, <laughs> read, educate yourself. Shall know the law. <laughs> you are not the law. Um. But yeah, yeah. I think that's that's that answered all the questions I usually get. Um. Challenges. I think other challenge. I don't think there are any other challenges. But I think <laughs> my own personal challenge will be those that always come to ask me for uh, project help. I need help picking a topic. I, I feel it's kind of rude. That's my personal opinion. Because before you decide to do a dissertation or intellectual property, you must have had an area that was in that cut your fancy and you needed help. So it's a different thing if you're like, okay. I'm writing on this and I need your views on this. I can actually do that for you. Just give me a timeline as to when I can do that and I'll do it uh, within my own time to fit within your own time as well, which I hope you understand when I do. But yeah, I think this was, this was a good conversation. <laughs> I feel like I'm interviewing myself and responding to myself. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to me rant about my journey to intellectual property practice you guys look out for me please subscribe to my blog on substack just type ipc substack and subscribe or if you see anywhere that i shared my link please subscribe um what else yeah follow me on instagram edge and like and comment <laughs> i'm begging um stream 
listen to my part my podcast on anchor google podcast spotify itunes edjo i need you guys to help me help me help me help but yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you guys for listening to me i hope this episode makes or leaves an impact in your life um i hope it helps you make the right decision career wise and please though I'm going to say it again. I'm looking for sponsors for the third edition of our Intellectual Property Conference coming up in October. So, Edge of come through for your your special baby girl. So, see you in the next um, IP series career conversation. Cheers, guys. Oh. Oh, 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 and before I forget, if you are in Nigeria, Biko, Edjo, please help us get your PVT. Go outside. They have extended the registration. I'm going to be, I hope to be consistent in reminding you guys. So if you listen to my podcast, I have not got to get your PVT. Things are tough, Please get your PVT and help us come 2023 during the election and vote in the right. The right candidates at the moment i'm going to yeah i'm logging out right now i'm shutting down so see you guys in the next episode so if you've done your pvc please take a screenshot tag just write hashtag ip series hashtag ip friends get your pvc and i'll i'll see you and retweet thank you have a blessed day guys bye